Hi, I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new, totally free masterclass available and I'd love if you wanted to check it out. It's about an hour long and it goes over three simple things that every dog owner needs to know in order to teach a dog quickly and easily without pain, force, a major time investment or fancy equipment. When you register, you'll also get a free 20-page ebook all about what I call the dog training triad. You can find it at anniegrossman.com slash masterclass. And now for something completely different. Hi, my name is Annie Grossman and I'm a dog trainer. This podcast is brought to you by School for the Dogs, a Manhattan-based facility I own and operate along with some of the city's finest dog trainers. During this podcast, we'll be answering your questions, geeking out on animal behavior, discussing pet trends, and interviewing industry experts. Welcome to School for the Dogs podcast. My name's Liz Zaro, and I'm a product designer and developer at Roughwear in Bend, Oregon. Roughwear is an outdoor dog gear company. We basically design and develop um, the, the items that you would need to take your dog out on adventures with you and enable those outdoor pursuits. So things like dog boots, harnesses, backpacks, um, we, we kind of specialize in that area. And you, and, you um, studied in, in Bend, which, right, isn't Roughwear in Bend? Am I right? Yes, Roughwear is in Bend. Um, and and did, did, when you were going to school there in Oregon, then, was Roughwear kind of a, a, a spot that you thought, wow, that would be a great place to work as a, as a dog lover and designer? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, while I was in college, actually, I, um, I sent an email to Roughwear to see if they needed an intern or any extra help on their design team. And at that time, I got an email back that was basically saying that at this time, we um, don't really need any help in that area. But fast forward, a few years um, after I had graduated and I was working as a freelancer, Roughwear came back um, and they did need a little extra help. And so I was able to freelance with their team um, before I was offered a full-time job and um, being able to move to Bend and uh, join the team to make great performance dog gear. That was definitely like a dream come true. Roughwear as a brand, uh, it it sells at REI. Do you think that's how a lot of people discover it? I do. I think that um, what who I would consider our sort of core base, so outdoorists and dog lovers, that sort of cross section. Um, to me, that's that's a total REI customer. And um, for those people shopping at REI for other things and then seeing Roughwear, I think that is a big way that um, we become known. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, it's, REI doesn't, doesn't uh, carry a whole lot of 
pet gear. So it's like <laughs> the gear that they do carry, I guess, seems like it would have some kind of great stamp of approval on it. Because like I was saying, you know, you guys have huge fans. We carry at my, at my online store, Store for the Dogs, we carry a lot of different brands. And I don't think any, I don't think any specific brand has as big of a fan group. Have, have you have you experienced the Roughwear fandom? Um, you know, that's, yeah, I, I kind of have. Um, and I know that there is a Facebook group. Um, I'm not super, uh, knowledgeable about, about those aspects, but I do know there's a Facebook group called Roughwear Addicts and that they're, they're, they're on top of it, man. Like they're, they know about launches and they know about new products and it's pretty cool to see um, what resonates and what doesn't with with that group because um, they are their loud voice and um, yeah and we're listening. So I'd love if you could tell me a little bit about the Home Trail Hip Pack, which I know is a product that you helped design. Uh, uh, from what I understand, it was like Roughwear's attempt to kind of like combine two other products of yours. Is that right? The, the treat trader and the stash bag. Maybe you can explain what, what those two products are, actually. What the stash bag is a leash bag for pickup bags or small items that you need on walk. Well, the treat trader is a treat-specific pouch for training. The home trail hip pack was basically taking the two those two items, distilling them down, and uh, compiling it into this one grab-and-go piece that you can just, snatch up on your way out on a walk and you know that it's got treats in it um it's got space for your phone easy access for your keys um just every all of those sort of steps uh well laid out in that product what what inspired you to to put this together um so what's funny is that's actually a very personal um product for me i have always liked using a hip pack for um, the adventures I go on with my dog because, um, I, being a, a gal, my pockets are not very large usually. Um, <laughs> if I have them, a lot of my, um, outdoor clothes may not have pockets. So like if I'm wearing leggings, for example, um, there may not be pockets in those. And, um, I just find myself constantly juggling, uh, cell phone keys treats, pickup bags. Um, and so I really was just, I was over, I was over it. I was over the juggle and I really just wanted to have one place where I could easily access and store all of the major things that I need to have a successful outing with my dog. And, um, and I felt like if I could design it for that process, which is a process that many people go through, then hopefully it would resonate. And um, that's sort of how it starts. And then we go into greater field testing and introducing it to a lot of um, a lot of testers and a lot of users prior to it going to market so we can make adjustments based on a greater audience. Um, but that's where a lot of the inspiration came from was uh, me and my dog, Bernie. Tell me about Bernie. How did he come into your life? What kind of dog is he? He's a great dog. He is a res dog. He came from um, the Warm Springs Reservation here in Central Oregon. And um, he's 
uh, a mixed bag, but um, a very handsome boy. He's about 75 pounds and um, mostly brown with a black muzzle. He, um, I got him as a puppy uh, and he was at the shelter with his mom and two other litter mates. And um, he has had a, uh, he's had a couple hardships um, just uh, after I got him, it became pretty apparent that he had uh, pretty severe separation anxiety. And um, being a new dog owner to a puppy, um, I felt like I was trying to do it on my own and, um, you know, watch YouTube videos and try to figure it out. And I realized in that process that there's a time when you should call a professional and you should really just get some one-on-one -on -one help to make sure you're setting your pup up for a life of success. And so um, I ended up working one-on-one -on -one with a behaviorist with him as a puppy to get him to become um, more confident and more independent and to feel comfortable um, on his own when leaving him at the house. And um, he, it was a process and um, he's, he's great now. Like he, he stays home often he goes on walks he can heal he can sort of do all the do all the good stuff um but yeah he uh he's he's my bud oh well yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you got some training help <laughs> and if you have any mm -hmm. questions i can help you with in the future let me know um but it's, it's interesting that it's it's you know that you you make products that are both for dogs and humans, and uh, I would think that both dog and human behavior is part of part of the development of the products you make. And what you were dealing with was a behavior issue. Did it spark ideas for you for for products? Yes, absolutely. So um, when I was working with Bernie, he's now uh, he's he's almost five. Um, but when I was working with him and the behaviorist. That was when I realized there wasn't a treat pouch that I liked on the market. And um, it was really the beginning of the treat trader, which is a product that we sell. Um, and oh, so you, were you, were you uh, the designer who developed that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that trader. And, and that one also, the, the treat trader also, that interlocks in a way with the the home trail hip pouch right yeah yeah it totally does um so the treat trader was a really fun project um i when i was designing that i would walk my dog to and from my house and the office where he would also work with me um but it's about a two mile walk each way which was great for him as a puppy and great for me to practice um, training with the treat trader and um, working on our relationship that way. And like you said, some of these are products for people and dogs. And I think that's important to recognize because we're asking these critters to come and hang out with us in our world. And um, it's a lot of responsibility for the person. And I, with the treat trader, I really wanted to make that product accessible, comfortable, 
um, minimal, and uh, I wanted it to be something that people wanted to use and um, wanted to have on their body uh, because hopefully that would promote better training. But um, yeah, so that whole process uh, took place between he and I, and um, the treat trader is uh, a product that can also interlock onto the home trail hip pack. So there are two gear loops on the side of the home trail hip pack, and you can slide the belt clip onto those loops, which I like to do. Um, you could also take the treat trader and use the belt clip on the, um, the waistband of the home trail hip pack. And, um, what I have recommended that sort of application for is if you've got two different types of treats you're using. So if you have a very high value and then sort of your biscuit or crunchy treat, um, that you've got more volume of, you could, you could separate those two and, um, know where your, uh, treat values are in that way. Um, the other thing about the treat trader that's nice is when you open and close it, you could do it with one hand. It's got a magnet, um, and it creates a very solid snap noise when the magnet um, is pressed up against the metal form in the bag. It creates this snap, and that I found to be a very um, positive uh, audible cue for uh, dogs, when you're when you're using the product, this would be after it. It wouldn't be the same as a clicker. It would be after they've already done something that you wanted to reward them. Um, but it's one more thing that just sort of reinforces that good behavior, whatever it is that um, you might be rewarding your dog for. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it also could be if you're. If you're doing it regardless of like if your dog is just walking ahead of you and you go in and get a treat out of the pouch and it makes a clicking noise that could be a or you know snapping noise that could be a cue for your dog to turn back to you that's going to be easy to teach because your dog's going to be like oh every time i hear that noise she ends up giving me a treat so you know that could become absolutely that's really cool (laughs) so one thing i love about the home trail hip pack hip pack Wait, why is it called the home trail? Is it because you're using it at home and on the trail? I don't understand the um, name, but. <laughs> yeah, so that, the naming, um, it happens in marketing. So it's not quite, um, I'm not quite up and up on all of that information. <laughs> yeah. I think that, I think that the, the concept was, it's like your, um, the trail is like around your home. So like, it's kind of your go-to trails or like your frequented trails. And I can think of like two trails that Bernie and I walk on. Um, like those are your home trails. Maybe I'm just too much of a like New York city person to be, <laughs> to think of the idea of like a home trail. Cause I, I'm going to wear this in New York city. So one thing I love about it though, is the color scheme, which is so it's like really cute and really unusual. It's, uh, well, there's the blue one, but the one mm-hmm. that um, I found to be even the more popular one is navy, teal, and burgundy. Would you, would you say and yep. black? Would you say those are the correct colors? Yep. Names. Yep. And uh huh. 
and did you so was this your how did you, was this your creation and how did you come up with this cool um color scheme yeah yeah um so that that one's my favorite as well that's the color scheme that is my choice to wear around and um we really with that color scheme we really wanted to show our customer base that like this is a fun product this is something like you and your dog are going to have a great time wearing this thing it's going to be comfortable and it's going to energize you and we really wanted to bring that energy and that vibrancy into the color scheme um and at the same time we wanted it to be sort of like anyone could pick it up so it's not like it's hot pink or um any any super polarizing uh color in there but it's really vibrant and very unique looking um and so finding that balance of uniqueness and energy without uh leaving our customers behind and um with a lot of the trend research we do we do look at the outdoor industry heavily and um those colors uh juxtapose comes up often with a number of inspirational outdoor brands and so um that was also in our thought process as we're making the, uh those selections oh so there are other products by other companies that you thought would look good with this well yeah so like um the burgundy teal uh navy sort of juxtaposition um there are jackets in the outdoor industry that use those stylings um and this goes back to that REI question so we try to look at some of the other brands that REI carries and think about if our customer is shopping at REI they might be purchasing a jacket or a backpack from REI for themselves and if we're designing these products we want them to flow seamlessly into the life of that customer and so pulling inspiration from those products that um might already be in someone's closet um that definitely goes into the thought process for color selection. Huh, so interesting. Um <laughs> were you also involved in the the new uh River Canyon color scheme which is kind of like a uh-huh. limited edition well, it's a limited edition collection of these products that are it's also kind of cool. It's like a rust uh rust mustard and navy i guess yep 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 um we did launch this and that was um the a color scheme that i came up with as well some people were saying on i think on the facebook group that it looks very 80s was that an inspiration uh-huh. um actually the inspiration it goes back to the outdoor industry and um this we wanted to do it as a limited edition to kind of uh see what's resonating with our customers we're seeing these trends in the outdoor industry but we don't want to venture so far that we lose our customer base and so this was a way for us to do a more extreme color story but in a small batch um to reduce the risk uh and see how it resonates with our customers um when you see the products in person they're a little more muted than what i would consider to be 80s like it's not that super high vibrancy 
um, high saturation in the colors themselves. But I could definitely pick up on that like 80s vibe, especially with like the mustardy and the orange, um, the brick sort of red orange in there. Um, it, those definitely feel very 80s to me. Yeah, it's funny because I wouldn't, I, I mean, people think of, I mean, pe- I feel like I think of the 80s more of like neon colors, not these yeah. like neon pink and turquoise. Um, it doesn't, I guess, well, th- this is turquoise, I guess, but it's, I don't, I, I think of it as more of bright colors and these are like these actually sort of very muted, muted colors that are um, unexpected and really, really nice together. So what Ooh. other products have you worked on for Roughware? Um, let's think. So, um, we, the designers, in addition to doing new designs, so like the home trail hip pack, the treat trader, the stash bag, those would have been considered new designs when they were launched. Um, we also do redesigns of our products. So, um, apparel harnesses that are currently in the market, when they get updated, the designers basically looking at the product reading customer reviews, and trying to figure out how we can improve it to better meet the needs of our users. And so a lot of what we do is just improving on um, the products that we already have available. Um, and uh, yeah, so some some other things that I've recently worked on, there have been some prints uh, that we've launched in our fleece climate changer jacket. Um, those were, that's art that I created, um, and that we applied to the fleece to sort of reach our customers with those color stories. And at the same time, when we wanted to explore that new color application, um, I had also been working on developing a, a fleece pullover, so a jacket, all of our jackets have a closure system, so buckles or a zipper. But really, um, the pullover was a venture to see, can we design a jacket that doesn't have any hard um, closures? So like no buckles, no zipper, just a stretchy fleece, um, and it's a technical uh, fleece pullover jacket. And with this product, um, we really wanted to focus on the issue of um, dogs with really sensitive skin or really short coats. Uh, they're, they on occasion can experience rubbing on their arms when they're wearing apparel. And so with the pullover, we, in addition to removing the plastic hard pieces, we also developed this brand new cap sleeve um, form around the dog's shoulders that kind of ergonomically wraps so that the back of the dog's armpit when they're wearing the pullover. It's, um, it's patterned in a way that helps retain some of that body heat that dogs will expel from their armpit area, while also allowing full range of motion when their legs are in um, a running position, so when they're sort of extended forward. Uh, and so that that was a new piece of apparel that we designed. And um, again, that kind of, my dog, he's got a short coat and his arms will rub sometimes um, if we're wearing jackets for long periods. 
And so that definitely went back to some of my own experiences. But it's, um, it was an issue that we were hearing a lot from our customers. And so we really wanted to try to address that as best we could. One product I'm really curious about is um, is the Roughwear Load Up Harness. Have you worked at all on that? You know that was um, that was around before I had joined the team, but I do know a little bit about it um, and how it's used and uh, sort of the thought process around it. Well, the the reason I'm curious about it is because. Um, I think the idea of a of a harness for the car, like a car seatbelt, is still foreign to many people. And uh, and as a product designer, I'm wondering how how you go about developing also something that needs to be uh, so safe. Um, and and I, I know there's testing that's involved in in the dog harnesses as well. I'm right if I'm if I'm not mistaken yep. yep you're correct um and with a lot of what we do at Roughwear, um we have these we believe statements that um we sort of follow as mantras and one of them is um we believe we believe in designing from a dog's perspective and so um when it came to the car harness we had been getting requests from a lot of customers that um, they they wanted us to come out with something that um, would keep their dogs from uh, becoming a distraction in the cars. I think how uh, a lot of laws sort of frame that scenario. Um, and the way that we went about with this development was we didn't want it to feel like very restraining against the dog's body. So the harness is designed in a way that allows the dog to lay down in the back seat um, comfortably and sit up. So uh, as, as I'm driving with my dog, he might be laying down, he might want to sit up and look out the window. Um, this harness allows them to have that sort of motion. And in addition to allowing them to have that motion, we also, um, we tested the harness basically in these um, sled test configurations that are uh, in a lab and um, they're standardized. And so they use a weighted dog form in the harness and sort of simulate a hard stop on, um, on the sled and uh, measure basically the distance that the, uh, the hard Move. So do you put your dog in a, in one of these when you're going to your car? <laughs> um, well, honestly, honestly, I don't. Um, but I will say that uh, in certain areas, it is required. And so I think if it was a requirement, I would. Um, but my dog, uh, he's, he's pretty lazy. And I've <laughs> never, I know, <laughs> I've never really had uh, an issue with him exploring the front seat area of the car. He's and he's quite big, so he just sort of lays and doesn't really move much. Um, but it does come to the front of my mind when we go on road trips 
um, just because we'll be in the car for a while and um, safety should be a priority. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, being a little honest here, <laughs> we don't really use it. Do you have, um, do you have a favorite product? Um, well, I've, I've got some go-to products and, uh, I do, I have a favorite and I don't know if I can say too much about it, but, um, if folks listening are familiar with our commuter backpack that we used to have, um, that was my favorite backpack with my dog. Um, and we would go rock climbing. He would obviously not be climbing, um, but he would be hanging out. <laughs> and and um, he would walk out there with me with the commuter pack on and hang out at the at the crag. And um, we've recently designed a new pack that will be launching in spring, summer 21 that um, we had to discontinue the commuter pack uh, a while ago. And this new pack that we're launching, to me, uh, ticks all of the boxes for those things that I liked in the commuter pack. And so I'm really hoping that the way that this pack has solved problems for me, that it'll help solve some of those problems that um, our users might be facing. But um, yeah, that'll be a brand new product in spring, summer 21. Oh, well, that's exciting. Can't can't wait to see yeah. the colors. <laughs> yeah, very fun colors. And are there? I'm curious. Are there other brands like dog gear brands that you think are um, are are cool? Yeah, as, as there a designer. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm definitely intrigued by Rex specs. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. What is it called? They, they Rex Specs. <laughs> R E X Specs. Yeah. Yep. Okay. These are what so are they, they like dog goggles? Yes, they are. And huh, okay. uh, yeah, I I personally um, don't use them for my dogs, but a lot of the working dogs um, that we have around here who are search and rescue dogs for our mountain, um, they'll on occasion use Rex Specs and um, other working dogs uh, that, that we also sort of use as our research group. Um, they use them as well. And it's definitely a very interesting concept. And I think for the working dog community, it is an important piece of gear. Um, I, again, like being not, Bernie is a recreational dog and, um, <laughs> he doesn't really need to use rec specs, but, um, for those working dogs, I think that it does make a big difference. And I think it's a pretty cool product. Um, and as a designer, I look at them and I can see that a lot of hard work has gone into developing them. And I definitely appreciate that as well. And they're, yeah, they're super cool looking on a dog. <laughs> they make dogs yeah. look like, like future robot dogs or something. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, cool. And uh, any others that, that are worth mentioning? Um, let me think for just a moment. 
Or another question is, is Roughware a cool company to work for? Like, it seems like it is. We order from there and we try and we're trying more and more to work uh, with, you know, as much as possible, other sort of mission driven American small businesses. What's it like being there from from the inside? Yeah, it is. Um, it is a cool company. It is as cool, if not cooler, than um, how it might look from the outside. I think, and um, we, our president and our founder, they own um, the company. So being uh, privately held gives us a lot of flexibility and gives us a lot of freedom. And um, I have a great relationship with the founder and the president. They're two just very genuine, great, authentic human beings. Um, and the founder, he's actually on the product team. So he, he is a part of every single product that we launch um, in addition to having founded the company. And um, as hard as we all work, which is pretty hard, um, we all really like to have fun and cut loose. And, um, you know, when it's not COVID times, we're, we would be having um, holiday parties and uh, ski days where we just take the day off from work and go up to the mountain and everybody skis or snowboards or snowshoes. And, um, yeah, we plan these very, very big get togethers just so uh the community feels tight and close and um welcoming and inclusive and um yeah those are all words that i would affiliate with roughware and uh it for how much time we spend at work and uh with our teams it feels like a second family um and i i feel lucky to have raised my dog with the Ruffware family because it's like his community and um, it's like the the village that I needed to help me raise my dog. And so I'm very appreciative um, towards Ruffware for what they've given me and for what they've given my dog. Are there any uh, specific dog perks that come with working there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say so. Uh, being able to bring your dog into work, that's that's a huge plus. Um, you can bring your dog in when you're not a product designer as well. So you don't need to have your dog to help you with your work in order to bring them. Um, and you could bring up to two dogs. Some of our employees have four, sometimes more than four dogs in, um, in their ownership. And um, you can bring up to two with you into the office. We have a um, private dog park running sort of area that's got um, some logs and some rocks, boulders that like you can use as a sort of agility course for your dog if you wanted to just sort of run them around for a little bit. Um, and I would say the products too. Like uh, if you're in the building and I've got some prototypes that I would like to put in people's hands, I'll just run around the building usually and see who's going out on the weekend with their dog and do they want to take a backpack or do they want to take a harness or a toy. And um, I think that's a big perk because 
you get to everyone is a part of the process and um you've got great gear at your disposal how has uh, or has covid this covid period um uh, affected the designs that you guys are coming up with or yeah that's a great <laughs> Uh, well, what's funny is uh, it's it's a conversation we have a lot, sort of where, what is the future, where do we go, um, and what's interesting is one thing that sort of stayed, even with COVID, is the desire to be outside and the companionship that dogs provide us, um, especially in our outdoor pursuits. And so really just being authentic to our brand um, and being more inclusive. We're working hard to try to um, reach a wider audience and um, make our products more accessible to people because we really want, we, we really value the relationships and um, the, well-beings our, the well-being our dogs provide us when we're out with them and how good that feels. And we really just want everyone to have those experiences. Um, And so I think it's made us more thoughtful and more introspective. Um, But in terms of the products themselves, they're, they're really just, they're staying true to the brand. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Um, I think people will find this really interesting. Uh, If they want to follow, follow you, is there, do you have a social media place where people can keep in touch with you? Yeah. Um, So you could find me on Instagram. I'm at Liz underscore Zaro, Z-A-R-R-O. And um, my dog doesn't have an Instagram, but he has a hashtag. He's hashtag Bernie the Mutt. Um, and you can, she just wanted to look at pictures of my dog. Um, I think you can follow hashtags now, so you can follow that hashtag and um, see a smiling face out there. Thank you so much. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You can find over 50 Ruffwear products at storeforthedogs.com. And through the end of the day, Monday, that's November 30th, podcast listeners can access a very special discount, 25% off all Ruffwear products in our online shop using the code Ruffwear25. If you like this podcast, Shopping in our online store is a great way to show your support. Thanks. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for listening. You can support School for the Dogs podcast by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, telling your friends, and shopping in our online store. Learn more about School for the Dogs and sign up for lots of free training resources on our website, schoolforthedogs.com.